Hi, my name is Jeanette, also known as Misfit Vegan, and this is Raw Vegan Excuses, episode number 31. Now, please note, I have a book called Raw Vegan Excuses. It's the top 30 reasons why you can't go raw and the solutions. Check out that book, available anywhere books are sold but really only on Amazon. But one day, one day, it will be available anywhere books are sold. I just wanted to say that. I just always wanted to say it. Um, But this is going to be part of part two. So I get a lot of different questions and emails and DMs every day from people. And I'm really grateful because, I mean, what's the alternative, right? Nobody caring about my opinion or my advice. So somebody just sent me a message the other day and I decided, you know what, let me start on part two. Okay. And so just for, um, my editor's information, this will not be the first excuse, but this is number 31 by default because I'm just starting with this, but I don't think the book should start with this. Okay. Let's move on. So raw vegan excuse number 31. It's really hard for me to digest vegetables and leafy greens. Okay, so let me read the specific um, message that I got. Okay, where is it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to find it. Probably should have found it first. Oh, hi, Jeanette. Can I ask you something? My body has a really hard time digesting vegetables and leafy greens. Did your body take a while before it was able to transition to digesting them? Or... Were you able to digest them perfectly from the start? Okay, so uh, I am going to start the the book here, Sherry. Okay, just so you know. We'll start here. Okay, so the follow-up question to I cannot digest vegetables and leafy greens. My follow-up question is what kind of vegetables and leafy greens are you trying to eat? Because the truth is, is that all vegetables and all leafy greens are not created equal. I cannot eat many vegetables or leafy greens without having digestive issues afterwards. For example, I do not eat cauliflower or broccoli. I do not eat rutabaga. I do not personally eat a lot of kale I do not eat cruciferous vegetables because one, I don't think they taste good on their own, to be honest. Two, they cause me to have gas and bloating. And when I don't eat them, I don't have any digestive issues. But when I do eat them, I have, like I said, gas and bloating. So my body is very aware of what it likes and what it doesn't like. And there are two camps in the raw vegan world, okay? One type of person, one group of people believe that we need to eat a very large variety of fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds and different seaweeds and and spices and all these different ingredients in order to have a very very diverse microbiome. That is one camp. And the other camp believes in mono meals and sees animals in nature eating one thing at a time, doesn't see rabbits making wraps and salad dressings and fucking kale chips with 20 ingredients and um, 
you know, they see that and they say, you know what, that looks a little more realistic and that looks a little more natural and that looks a little more healthy because animals don't suffer from obesity and diabetes and heart disease and strokes and cancer the way that we do. So perhaps we're not doing things right, even though we are very smart and we have bigger brains apparently um, than most species and um, apparently we are evolved, but yet we don't have any clue as to what to eat, but yet we are so evolved in so many other ways. Now, me personally, I don't believe we should be eating things that are not extremely appetizing to us in its natural form. So therefore, I believe that we are fruitarians at the core of our being. I believe we're supposed to be eating fruit, mostly fruit or all fruit. Now, am I a fruitarian? Technically not. I eat 90% fruit, but technically I do have some greens every day. I do have some nuts or seeds usually every day. No nuts. I usually have seeds, but that's just because I really enjoy the taste of dressings I really enjoy the taste of salad and delicious dressings with, you know, garlic and spices and things like that. But is that a health food per se? Not exactly sure. I can't put my money on anything besides fruit, if I'm being honest here. I'm not telling you to go fruitarian because I do believe there are benefits in green leafy vegetables. There's lots of vitamins and minerals and nutrients, um, especially if they're raw Seeds, I'm not so sure about, but because I don't eat seeds on their own, like eating seeds is not very appealing on its own. And same thing with greens and same thing with vegetables. I am very sure that nobody out there is eating broccoli and really enjoying it raw and on its own. If you find someone that really, really, really loves it, they are an exception to the rule. Okay. And so in general, I am not eating vegetables and I'm green leafy vegetables. I'm guessing you're talking about kale and maybe arugula and, and chard and collard greens. I'm very sure that this person who wrote to me is not asking about butter lettuce or baby romaine or, um, a very easily digested green. Okay. Which is what I recommend like Boston lettuce or romaine or microgreens, things like that, very easily digestible. I believe they're probably asking about these very difficult to chew greens, like the collards and the chard and the kale um, and the, the cruciferous vegetables that so many other raw vegans say that they eat and they, you know, they, it's very important. It's a very important part of a raw food diet, which I'm here to tell you that it's definitely not. And I'm also here to tell you something else. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but what I'm about to say does involve assholes. Basically, the raw vegans that eat these cruciferous vegetables and these collard wraps and these, you know, broccolis and the cauliflower and stuff... They're farting a lot. 
And farting a lot is not a sign of health. Sure, air gets trapped in there, especially when you're chewing. Okay, so like you're going to fart no matter what, but like you should not be farting a lot and you def- your fart should definitely not smell. If your farts smell, that means food is fermenting in your gut way too long. So if you fart and it's air, okay, no problem. But if you fart and it is clearing the room, there's a problem. There's a major problem. So I would highly recommend everyone listening to this, oh, everyone reading this, sorry, focus on as much fruit as possible ripe fruit and focus on the easily digestible fruit and like vegetables and green leaves. Oh God. You know what I'm trying to say? I can't do this again. I can't do this podcast again. So green leafy vegetables. Okay. So like, here's your options. Um, things like Boston lettuce, romaine lettuce, spinach, green leaf lettuce, red leaf lettuce, Um, the baby lettuces, the baby romaine, the baby arugula, the baby kale even. The baby greens are much more tender and soft. Mixed greens. You don't really want to be consuming. If you have digestive issues, you really don't want to be consuming these hard-to-digest greens that are gross anyway. Have you ever eaten a collard green raw? It's gross. It's gross. And if you like it, then keep eating it. But like, I'm not doing that. Um, And what's the reason you want to eat these things anyway? When I want to make a wrap, I take a, um, uh, what is that one called? Iceberg. I take a big iceberg lettuce. I cut it in half. I take some of the inside out. Okay. I put my things in there, my tomatoes and my sprouts and my dressing and I don't know, whatever else I have on hand, peppers and stuff. I put it on there and I make like a sandwich and I put my dressing and stuff. And um, it's great. And the wrap tastes good. The wrap is made out of the, it's just iceberg lettuce or I'll use romaine lettuce as taco boats as well. But if I'm eating a collard wrap, it's not going to taste good at all. I used to a long time ago and they were so tough to chew. So very hard to chew and they were bitter too. So, I mean, I'm not into it. Personally, the very bitter greens, the dandelion greens, all this bitter stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of people say that bitter greens help to detoxify the liver. But I am very convinced that fruit also helps detoxifying the liver because fruit is the most cleansing thing on the planet. So in my personal opinion, fruit is well-equipped to help detoxify our liver. And the most important thing that you need to know is that it's what we don't eat that heals us. So detoxifying the liver happens naturally when you are not toxifying it. Okay. So write that one down for the quote book, Tessa. Um, that is the podcast for today. Yeah. So, I mean, I asked this person, what kind of vegetables specifically are you consuming that give you digestive issues? They didn't respond yet, unfortunately. Um, but the truth is, is that, yeah, I didn't, think it was important to focus on eating foods that didn't appeal to me raw. And so I've never tried to make broccoli and cauliflower and rutabaga and things like that a part of my raw vegan diet because I'm not from that camp. I'm from the camp where mono meals are queen. I'm from the camp where the creator created food for us and that food is easily eaten and easily digested. Okay. And so, 
if you have digestive issues after you eat something, then you know that it's not, it's not ideal for your body. Okay. And, um, if you eat only one item and you have digestive issues, that's perfect because then you know, okay, this doesn't work for me. And if you are someone who has digestive issues, no matter what you eat, if you just eat some grapes and you start, you get really, really bloated and you have lots of gas and constipation and things like this, this is not normal. Okay. Yeah. If you overeat or you eat really fast, but if you're, if you're eating enough and you feel really, you know, a lot of pain or digestive issues, then it's not the food. It's not the food. And perhaps you do need probiotics. Um, I recommend this brand Megaspores probiotics and they are vegan, of course, and they're from a spore based probiotic. Um, and, uh, you know, perhaps you're eating too late at night. Perhaps you're not exercising because, of course, you cannot have good digestion without exercise. You know that, right? You cannot have good digestion without exercising every day. So whether that's walking or yoga or running or rebounding or doing something, you've got to move your body to have good digestion. If you are just complaining but you're not training, then you will be bloated. You will have gas. You will have digestive issues. So there's many things to look at here. But in general, I wouldn't recommend vegetables. I can't even think of one vegetable that I enjoy because, you know, cucumbers and peppers and zucchini and tomatoes are all fruits. I'm trying to think of one vegetable I truly, truly enjoy eating on its own. (sighs) Celery is probably the closest one, but I don't eat it on its own. I do like to have sometimes dates inside of celery. I used to eat like almond butter on celery. Um, I used to dip, sometimes I like to dip celery in dressings, but rarely. Um, I don't enjoy eating celery on its own. But you know what I do enjoy eating on its own? Figs, oranges, watermelon, mangoes, cherries, grapes. You know, a lot of those things... I enjoy eating on their own. I, pineapple. Okay. I mean, there's a million more. So let's just take a step back from the, all of the extremely, extremely annoying scientific research on all the benefits of the cruciferous vegetables Because let me tell you right now, something can have a lot of benefits outside the human body. And then once you put it into the human body, it has none of those benefits. Okay, so let me give you an example. An egg, which obviously kale and broccoli is way better than eggs. But eggs have a lot of, you know, protein and vitamins and minerals outside the human body. There's a lot of good in that egg before it goes in the human body. But see, the problem is, is that once it enters the human body... The body thinks it's poison because there are some good things, but there's way more bad things, okay? There's parasites. There's many, many dangerous components to an egg that far exceed any benefits. Also, there is no usable protein in an egg for a human because humans cannot digest animal body parts or animal excretions, okay? Periods. So yeah, there might be protein in an egg, but not usable protein. There might be very little protein in a watermelon, but it's all usable. 
You see, so all this research is for nothing. We do a lot of things on this planet for nothing. We raise animals, we feed them, we make them very, very heavy and fat in order to kill them, to eat them, and it's for nothing besides profit and greed. But there's no benefits. There's no good that comes out of it. And then some people say, well, the people that are selling the animals, their families get to eat and there's good that comes out of it because, you know, people have jobs and stuff. Yeah, people work at Purdue and KFC and McDonald's. And if they didn't have that job, then they couldn't pay their rent. And so there's the good that comes of that. But they'd have another job. They'd have a job at a vegan restaurant. Okay, they'd actually be doing something maybe that they love for a living and not living in a very low vibration Okay, because when you're part of, when you're a part of the, the cruelty and the violence that is involved in raising and killing animals for food, everyone suffers. Every single person suffers dramatically. So there's a lot that um, we're doing wrong on this planet. And um, all this scientific research, I don't care about it. I honestly don't. You know, the other day, Dr. Greger posted about the benefits of cacao. I asked my friend to send it to me. Let me see if she did. I got to find it because, I mean, and somebody told me that Dr. Brooke Goldner also recommends cacao. And, I mean, there's lots of scientific studies on this stuff. Theobromine, it is extremely dangerous to be consuming that. Okay, so the study that Dr. Michael Greger promoted the other day was on one tablespoon of cocoa, which is the processed form of cacao, and just by consuming one tablespoon a day that men and women both increased their muscle mass and muscle strength and physical performance. And this is so irresponsible because the caffeine in cocoa powder is extremely dangerous for our nervous system, for our brain, for our thyroid gland, for our adrenal glands, and for our stomach. I mean, for our digestive system, everything. There, the, the negative effects of consuming caffeine far outweigh any type of, any type of benefit that it could ever have. But I mean, there's no regulations on information shared on the internet. And doctors supposedly are experts in the field of health. And so many people will will hear that and they will consume more cacao because of it. And that's a damn shame. And so we have to do our own research. We have to think for ourselves. And you have to just live and learn and experience it. Because, you know, I also was eating cacao in the past and I, my heart was racing. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't lose weight. Um, I just, I did not feel good at all. I was breaking out all the time. And when I gave up cacao, I, all of my symptoms went away. So I'd highly recommend you just focus on how you feel and what works for you and what doesn't work for you and what makes sense. And, um, obviously any type of, any type of neurotoxin, which is what theobromine is, and that is in cacao, any type of neurotoxin is not going to be considered a health food. So why would a doctor recommend it? 
I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of money being exchanged in order to fool the public. And I'm not saying that he's paid, but he's not just sharing a study randomly. You know that, right? You know these doctors don't just randomly share things. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. You got to think for yourself, my boo. I love you. I thank you so much. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of eating cruciferous vegetables if that's what you really love. But personally, I would probably steam them if I was going to eat them because then they will be a little more digestible and perhaps you will fart a little less. So don't be afraid of healthy cooked food. I don't think it's necessary, but if you really, really want it, don't be afraid of it as long as it's just fruit or vegetables. No salt, no oil, no, no breading, none of that crap. You understand me, right? If you want to steam broccoli, then you can steam broccoli and eat that, but no cheese, no oil, no salt. If you want to do that, if you want to put that stuff on there, then you are an addict and you need to get my first book, Raw Vegan Excuses, because you are living a life that is going to lead to a very hard future and you're not ever going to be happy when you're an addict. Addicts don't live happy, successful lives, okay? They're miserable and I don't want you to be miserable. So thank you very much for listening. I love you, boo. I'll see you soon. Bye.